Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pick and Play Show, where today, Leo and myself, we're going to be doing a little locker room talk, second episode, where we kind of freestyle it a bit and talk about things not necessarily related to sports. They can have sports themes. They could not. Who knows? Stick around. Find out. But first, we're going to talk about which rookie quarterbacks are going to be starting the year, sitting the year. Leo, let's break it down. All right, starting ourselves off, there are five rookies that are projected uh, to start at some point in time this year. What we're going to do is I'm going to call them out. You tell me if they think they're going to start week one, and if not, when do you think they're going to start? And let's start Nipsey Hussle, top of the top, Trevor Lawrence. Hmm. I know that they're trying to do the whole pump fake thing, like, oh, uh, no, Gardner Minshew still has a shot here, but that's bullshit. Trevor Lawrence is going to be the starter on day one. At least that's what I expect. Honestly, looking at their offensive line, uh, I'm feeling a little bit of regret for for my take on the last pod. You know, I I think might have jumped out a little too far on the Jags there. I was watching them last night, and they look like a shit show. So I immediately regretted the takes that I spit out a couple days ago, but whatever. (laughs) We're just going to ride with it. Yeah, um... I got to tell you, I watched their offensive line. Yesterday, I took the over. Funny little story about that. I took the over yesterday, which was 41. And with like seven minutes left, I needed 17 points. And I got all of them and hit the over. I normally don't bet on preseason football. I've only bet on three games this preseason. I'm three for three. Uh, I like overs when I think there's a quarterback controversy. So the way I was looking at it was, Jameis, Taysom, Gardner, Trevor Lawrence, that's technically four starting quarterbacks. They've all started games except for Lawrence in the NFL, and Lawrence undoubtedly will. If the offenses are playing and the defenses aren't, they should score some points. What, To your point, what I failed to realize entirely is how fucking bad that that fucking offensive line is. Oh, my God. Urban Meyer looked like he wanted to shoot himself in the head. You're right. That offensive line ain't going to do anything. And they have no chance of getting around. That offensive line is fucking terrible. Talk about timing. Uh, Just a couple days ago, we were talking about Travis Etienne and how we love the player, but the Jags didn't need to do that. And now he's done for the season. Obviously, you can't project injury. You can't predict that. But uh, that just goes to show you, like... They drafted a position that was probably their only strong point in the first round. Yeah. We talked about what a mistake it was when you needed other positions. We also talked about, look, I wasn't that high on him because I thought James Robinson does everything he does and better. So, you know, I, I had he was a stay away from me in fantasy drafts. Now he's a permanent OA. Uh, next up on the list, traded up all the way. Uh, and we'll, we'll, technically it's Zach Wilson, number two. So, but I want to talk a little Trey Lance first because there's no question that Zach Wilson's starting week one. Trey Lance, does he get the start over Jimmy G? Week one, no. And Ooh. I disagree with that. I honestly think that Trey Lance should be the starter. Uh, you picked him, you traded up for him, you traded a lot to go get him. So I would just throw him out there. It's not like Jimmy G is a world beater. Uh, but I don't think that he's going to be the week one starter. And honestly, I don't think he, we're going to see Trey Lance unless Jimmy G gets hurt or if he underperforms. If Jimmy G comes out there and they go five and zero, six and zero, or maybe like a, you know, maybe not perfect. If we get a four and one, if we get a five and two, you know, I don't think they're going to replace Jimmy G in those cases. It's going to take either an injury or a losing streak for him to get replaced. I don't agree, but that's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much set on the fact that I think that last second he's going to start. I think that. Uh, they're doing their best to maintain the Jimmy G facade in case that they need to trade him. But when you trade up all that capital, go get a guy, and you don't start him, it, it it's immediately like, well, then what the fuck did you trade for? Like, what in the fuck did you move up to trade for if you can't start the guy? And I, I like that's how I look at it. I go, man, what what were you planning to do then? Like, what's the what, what was the desired outcome of trading up for Trey Lance if you're not even going to start him? I think they're just stuck with Jimmy G. 
So I, I think See, that they're in a little bit of a pickle. Don't you think that they would have to trade Jimmy G for Lance to get the start to begin with? Because I don't know. I just don't see them putting Jimmy G on the bench. And then what if Lance struggles? They can't just go put Jimmy G in. I mean, I guess they could, but who benches their rookie that they just traded up for and invested all and invested their entire future in? Like, you, you Miami. Don't bench that guy. Miami did it. <laughs> Miami right, did well. it with Tua just last year. Okay. I mean, if they're going to follow that, that pattern or that, uh, I don't yeah, like it. I, know. I don't, I don't like, it. like it either. I didn't like it when it was happening to Tua, but like, they it sounded just like the players it. were confused about that in Miami <laughs> yes. too. So like I don't think that that's a good move, but maybe you're right. Maybe that is what's yeah. coming. I I I here's the thing. I don't think they want to bench Jimmy G because everyone in the NFL is going to turn around to them and go, "Okay, well so you want us to take the bench player? All right, so how about a 5th round pick?" And they're like, "No, he's worth more than that." And they're like, "Is he? You just traded up 3 firsts to go get someone to play." Oh, like the 49ers like leverage with Jimmy Garoppolo to the rest of the league is damn near non-existent. So let's say I'm, you know, I'm the 49ers and I go, you know, Leo, I'm going to trade this guy to you. Well, you're just going to turn around to me and go, okay, so you didn't like Jimmy G so much. You traded three first round picks to go get a guy. And you want me to take that guy from you and you're going to try to tell me he's a good starter? Then why did you go get Trey Lance? Like, the conversation ends there. You're like, oh, well, because Jimmy G sucks and we don't like him. And we think he's like the 18th best quarterback in the NFL on his best days. In his worst days, he's just down there with whoever you want to throw in. So the problem is he's already not worth anything. Once the team decides that he's not a starter anymore, he's worth less and they need to recoup some kind of value. So they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. I just look at it and I go to your point. I think he should start week one. And I think that they're going to go, do we want to make this two issues or one? Do we want to start throwing away wins and have Trey Lance on the bench? Or do we want to go, look, let's just try to win. And then we'll sell Jimmy G if we can. Worst case, he's a good backup. So that that's how kind of how I look at it. Yeah, it kind of sounds like they needed to trade him during the draft or before the draft. Or I feel like at this yes. point the value has to be almost ruined. Ruined. Yep. And the longer it goes, the worse it gets. Because if he start if he gets on that football field, what do you think is going to happen? We already saw that. Um, all right, two left on the list because we all know Zach Wilson starting unequivocally. Uh, and the juiciest one right now is the fact that Cam Newton, who is not vaccinated, we know that by the tests he has to do every day, had a mix-up. A mix-up on his testing facility, testing site, something, where he now is not eligible to return to the team for five days. Now, why that's important is the immediate chatter out of New England camp is that's five days Cam Newton cannot afford to lose to Mac Jones. So the question to you. Does Mac Jones start week one? Yes. Mac Jones is the starter week one. Is that a a good educated guess? Probably not. My brain is telling me Cam will still be the starter because everything I've heard from Belichick kind of indicates that he wants Cam to be the starter. So when Belichick talks, I listen. I don't take Belichick as someone who's openly lying to me. So I'm going to assume that Cam really is the starter. But five days, no camp. That's tough because Mac was already looking pretty good in the preseason. And I know Mac has had the pleasure of being able to play against the backups, but he's looked good against the backups. So yep. uh, he was going to get the opportunity with the ones at some point anyway. Now he's going to get it because Cam has to do his COVID, te- whatever, the COVID protocols. He's going to get five days where he is the guy. Now, I'm sure he's going to get all the first team reps. I'd be shocked to see Brian Hoyer take any of those reps. And I think ultimately they're going to land on him being the starter. I am just curious, though, what happens with Cam Newman in that situation. Because with Jimmy G, I feel like Jimmy G might be able to just sit on the bench behind Lance and just wait and see what happens. I don't see Cam Newman just happily sitting on the bench behind Mac Jones. So I'd be curious to see what they do with Cam. If they do decide to go with Jimmy G, I wouldn't be surprised to see Cam end up in Washington or somewhere like that. Uh, I don't know what his contract looks like with dead money, but yeah, if 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 Mac Jones is the starter, they got to do something with Cam. Cam's not about to just sit behind him all year. No, and let me. This is going to be for another episode, a little bit of deep dive. But do yourselves a favor out there. Go take a look. Just go take a look at how many 
teams out there are looking for a quarterback. Go, just go look. You're going to find it's almost zero. There are almost zero teams in the NFL right now who are going to be looking for a quarterback. They've either drafted one or they need this season to figure out where they're at. Uh, there are whole divisions with new rookies in them that, you know, look at the AFC East. The AFC East, just as a tidbit, Josh Allen ain't going anywhere. Tua Tungavailoa is into a big year, but they probably won't just flat out move on from him yet. Zach Wilson just got signed and New England Patriots got Mac Jones. So, you know, there's no one in that division even looking. If you go across, like, right now to trade a quarterback is damn near impossible. You can, like, I'll pick a random division, the AFC West, the NFC West. Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson. The 49ers just got Trey Lance. The Rams just got Matthew Stafford. And the Cardinals got, uh, um, darn it, uh, Kyler Murray. There aren't teams out there looking for a quarterback at this time. There aren't. It's like a very difficult scenario. That you, you have a few that would probably be interested in Cam, like maybe Houston. I mean, not Houston, Houston's Indianapolis. Houston's got to be interested. Well, I think Houston, Houston's just in a holding pattern. They're not trying to win. If Houston goes 0-17, they're happy with that. So there just aren't too many teams out there looking for a quarterback. There's like five. And they, they, I, I think that most of them are set to go. It's a tough time, so I, I don't really know what he goes there. Um, but I agree with you. I think Mac Jones – I do agree with you. I think Mac Jones starts for the year. And – I want to throw this out. If Mac Jones is halfway decent, Bill Belichick, 18 to 1 coach of the year, give it a look. Uh, it, it is a bet I have already placed. Um, so that leaves us the last one. The ultimate villain. I should say the ultimate looking villain in a quarterback costume, Andy Dalton. Time is now. Andy's Dalton. Time is now. Versus the man. Justin Fields. We were both very high on Justin Fields. Who starts the year? Unfortunately, I really think it's going to be Dalton, oh, which on. makes me sick to my stomach. No, I really think it's going to be. I mean, I haven't seen anything. Well, not that I haven't. I've seen on-field stuff that makes me say that it's got to be Fields. But Nagy isn't talking like it's about to be Fields. So uh, that kind of makes me think that maybe week three, week four, uh, I don't know. I don't think that on week one against the L.A. Rams, I don't think we're going to see Justin Fields back there, although that's what I would like. Yeah, I want him back there, too. The guy already showed he could take a lick. I agree with you. This is the only quarterback from the rookie class, in my opinion, that will not start. It'll be Andy fucking Dalton, and I will be betting against the Bears ridiculously until Justin Fields starts. You know what's crazy is that Fields might be the only one that doesn't start, and Fields is the only one right now that I think could start and fare well. Yeah, I do too. I like Fields. I haven't seen anything out of the other ones that I'm like overly thrilled with. I like Mac Jones because he's in a good coaching position. They're going to put him in positions to succeed. Uh, but besides that, I'm just uh, this. It's actually kind of stunning uh, how mismanaged some of these young quarterbacks are going to be. But that's what fucking happens. Like bad teams draft the top quarterbacks at the top and they continue to suck. This is this is just, you know, deja vu. Deja vu. Who do you think is going to have the best rookie year of the group? Let's uh, say they all play 10 games. Who statistically? Who do you think we're the most impressed with? Maybe not statistically. Who do you think is going to pop off your screen and, and you're going to say, yeah, I like that guy. I'm cheering for that guy. It's I, I believe it's going to be Justin Fields. Yeah. Like Justin, Justin Fields, Fields is definitely my favorite among the group, but I just keep yeah. having this feeling that Mac Jones is going to be the one that I'm looking at like, fuck, this guy's good. So here's my rank. It's Justin Fields 1, Mac Jones 2. Number 3 is going to be Trey Lance, 4, Zach Wilson, 5, Trevor Lawrence. Ooh, Lawrence in the last spot. I that hate offensive that line offensive is a shit line. show, so I'm, I'm with you. The drafting of NTN and him already being out and you going, look, guys, that the, the here's the interesting part. NTN's out for the season. That changes nothing about your win-loss record nothing no matter what happened he was not going to be a plus or minus player for you that was what made the draft so stupid but but that's no, I think my the list. only effect that that injury really had was on james robinson's fantasy stock yeah no that's it and you know who's been sandbagging james robinson me like a motherfucker you've been hearing me on this pod talk about it i'm on james robinson uh, I didn't get him in one of my leagues. Uh, I actually did an auction draft. 
um, live with a bunch of friends. It was oh, really was fun. That? I've never done one of those before. Phenomenal. It's a ton of fun. It's a ton of fun. Um, and actually, let's just transition kind of to locker room. We did an, we did a, uh, this segment before. Uh, we just kind of freestyle a bit, talk about either life events or things that can be sports related or like bigger topics. Um, so we'll do that for the remainder of the pod here. So prepare for a roller coaster of a ride. But the auction draft is interesting because uh, I'm actually doing a league. I've wanted to start this league for a long time, but it's it's I couldn't find a single website. So if you're out there and you know of a website, please let me know. But I couldn't find a single website that did this. Here's what the league is. It's eight of us. There's eight people in a league. We have $200 budget. When the league year starts, meaning when we kind of kick it off, uh, your budget will go up to $285. Now, we call this the Commissioner's League. You are basically the owner of this team. There is no end to the real season. The board never wipes. Once you draft a player, you can sign that player for up to a three-year deal. It adds money onto the contract, naturally, uh, and so you kind of have a projection. You have this roster that you have uh, or could have for many years. Up to three years is our deal, and then we have a franchise spot for five years. So there's a lot of intricacies with it. It also is a categories football league, meaning our categories are Passing yards, passing touchdowns, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, rushing yards, rushing touchdown. And then the wild card is fumbles and interceptions, meaning if your team has more fumbles and interceptions than everyone else, you, you know, you do worse. Now, uh, the way a category league works is basically whoever has the there's eight of us, right? So the scoring's on an eight to one scale. So whoever has the most passing yards, they get eight points. Whoever has the seventh gets seven you know, and, and well, sorry, one, the first most gets eight, second most seven, third, five, four. So it works down the list, right? So your, your corresponding spot equals more points and you total the points from all the categories to create your score. It is also not a week to week league, meaning these scores are cumulative all the way through week 18. So it is a true indication of who has the best, most well-rounded team. And we auction it off. You start with $200. Uh, it is also AFC only. There are no NFC players in our draft. So it's a very, you know, nitty gritty team. You have a lot of players that you're hoping or like work out you go one quarterback two running backs three wide receivers a tight end two flex and then eight bench spots uh unlimited ir spots but it's a really really intricate league it's taken me a while to get it going i can't find a website to host it so i had to put together a bunch of google uh using google uh share Uh, i took a bunch of uh google share uh points put it up um and i'm basically running this league out of like an advanced excel file that is definitely the most intricate, advanced, unique league that I have ever heard. I've never heard of a, a fantasy league set up the way that you just explained. Yeah, uh, it's kind of nuts. I'm real excited to start it. Uh, it. When I was younger, I did a baseball league that was just like this. Uh, my dad was in it. And you had categories and it was AL only and you had a basically a full roster you planned out and it kept stats throughout the year. This league changed, but, you know, it was something a little different we wanted to get into. And I've been, like, pitching the idea and, like, to people. And a lot of people are like, no, thank you. Because it's a lot. But, you know, it's we've I found eight people that wanted to do it. It's real intricate. We did the draft in person. It took, like, four and a half hours because you auction every player off and everyone gets a chance to bid on them. And the bidding goes around and around and around and around and around. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, highlight of the entire thing which was insane. So you get $200. My cousin, uh, a Raven fan, he gets Lamar Jackson for 40 bucks. So he, 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 you know, which wasn't a bad deal because uh, it was our first draft. We didn't know, like, there's nothing to look off of. You don't really like, know if you, values. You're just kind you of don't know shit. Out there. You don't know shit because like nowhere you're going to Google is be like, yeah, give me draft. Give me an auction draft and give me AFC only. <laughs> and then make <laughs> it. Eight teams. Is definitely worth $16. And yeah, and then it's like, okay, also make it categories, not fantasy. Like, there's no frame of reference. We Everyone has to kind of do their own research. It was real intricate. So he takes Lamar. 
So later down the road, not too far, like two, like a round later, right? Around eight people, you throw a name out when it's your turn. We get down, and this guy thinks he's so fucking clever. He throws out Patrick Mahomes, funny guy. He bids him up. We go around. You basically go around every time the dollar value goes up. So this dickhead goes, Patrick Mahomes, 56 bucks. We all literally, literally, it was the craziest thing. We all looked around the room, looked at him, and went, you got him. Done. He's yours. Oh, that's tough. And he's like, wait, what? And we're like, yeah, go fuck yourself. So he had 96 of his $200 tied up in two quarterbacks, and you can only start one. Ugh. Who was his other oh, yeah. quarterback? Lamar. Oh, the same guy picked Lamar. Yeah. And, oh, wow, why would you do that? So the thing is, he was trying to bid Mahomes up. And get uh, us. He was all expecting to... other people to go. Oh, fuck it, fifty six. Yes. Uh, yeah. We yeah, literally. He goes. Yeah. He goes fifty six. We all looked around the room. Literally, everyone looked around the room. Went pass. And he was like, "No way." And we're like, "Yep, you're stuck. <laughs> Good draft." Yeah. It was early too. Like the third round, he threw him out there, and it was so he got stuck. And he, he was down to one hundred and six dollars to fill out the rest of his roster. So it was real fun. He's trying to trade him right now. He's like, "Who wants Mahomes?" And the problem is, you know, it's pennies on the dollar. So. It was a really fun time. It's a real intricate league. Uh, you got to do your research, but I- I'm telling you, it's it's fun because the season's never really over. You know, the players you don't have under contract, they go back into a pool to be drafted. But the players you have under contract for years, you can trade them. You know, you you can. There's a lot you can maneuver around with people. So uh, it'll be an interesting league. I'll update everyone as it goes. Yeah, speaking of interesting leagues, we're finally doing a, a fantasy. We're going to have a little pick and play fantasy oh, yeah. league. You know, we got our draft on Sunday night, so don't forget Sunday. about it because I'm definitely trying to come for your money. Uh, you, 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 you can line up. You can line up with the rest <laughs> of the motherfuckers. I actually had to cut some leagues this year because I get thrown into leagues, and normally my rule is a year after winning the league, I leave it. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to move to another league. Just uh, leave it as I, a champion? Uh, no, no. So I win the league, and then I'll participate the next year. Oh, to see if and you can go back to back? Yeah, yeah. And when it doesn't, I'm like, okay, um, I'm out of the league, you know. And that's just normally so I can, like, be – I've got, like, four leagues that I've been in for a while, and then I rotate through others. I'll probably add the one you're in if everyone takes it seriously. If everyone's, like, into it, I stay in the league. But you know how some like, ebb and flow, and I'm like, I don't really want to be in a league where at the end of the year, like, four people are caring. Right, like, right. I'm with you. So – you know, I mean, that, this one's $200 buy-in dynasty, so yeah. motherfuckers better be ready. I hope they are. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm ready. Uh, and, and I'm going to be coming for everyone's head Sunday night. Uh, you gave me I'm a nice, tasty little transition into the first question that I have for you. This one's sports-related. I got a couple questions for you, but this one's sports-related. So you mentioned your cousin being a Ravens fan. Anyone listening to this show knows that you are a big-time Ravens fan. So my question to you is, what football and baseball teams would you be cheering for if you were barred from being a fan of Baltimore sports uh so baseball I'd just give up and go to NBA okay like that's fair you that's you actually retire from that's baseball. actually what's happened already like because the Orioles are so bad and you know NBA season comes around and I just can't quit the fucking Philadelphia 76ers <laughs> like I don't get it I don't get it but it would be the 76ers I don't get it like so here's one of the things I like teams that really haven't won a championship in a while like in my lifetime my NFL team used to actually be the Philadelphia Eagles they're also like close by you know I'm uh, I used to be in Baltimore now I'm more towards DC um but I like the Eagles. I've rooted for them hard when they won that Super Bowl. And then that, like, uh, I don't like them anymore. Like, <laughs> like I'm like, all right, you won your Super Bowl. Now time for me to find another, like, bandwagon team because that's all it is. I got my Ravens. Um, I, football would be tough for me. I'd probably just move to, like, a real Mobius type, like, picking a team every year and then running them through. And then baseball, I'd move to the NBA and it'd be a 76ers fan. I can get behind the 76ers. I just need them to win. How about you? I don't know. You know, what's funny is that with the Lakers, I kind of feel like I'm already going through this transition. Ever since Kobe passed away, being a Laker fan just doesn't hit the same for me. And they've won a championship since that happened. Yeah. And even yeah. watching them win the championship, it was cool. I was cheering. You know, I was in front of my TV. I was excited. I jumped up and down. I probably made a couple dollars betting on them. But I didn't have that same, like, 
Yeah. I don't know. Like you know when you're when you're really oh, yeah. into your team and they're winning, you're fucking screaming at the TV, you're jump, you're running outside. You, I didn't have that. You know, I was very calmly watching that NBA Finals on my couch. Like ah yes, another Lakers championship. Like with my yeah. pinky up. Yeah. But <laughs> I noticed yeah. last season that I stopped watching every Laker game. You know, I was watching more Bucks games than Laker games. I was watching more Hawks games than Laker games. Yeah. I, I was just spreading my attention out a little more than more more Mavs games than Lakers games. Like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, but I just kind of I uh, feel like I fell out of love with the team after Kobe faded away. I, I don't know, man. Um, so with with basketball, I already have my second team. I would be an Atlanta Hawks fan. They're they're very close to me. They're only a couple hours drive away, and yeah. I love Trey Young. So I would definitely that would be an easy one for me. I would just hop on Atlanta if I was just going to stop being a Laker fan. Uh, with football, though, it's a little more complicated because you know my Titans are near and dear to my heart. They're that team that you were just explaining that they haven't won a championship ever, and yeah. so like I'm just kind of sitting here clinging to hope, like one day. If we could just get one yeah. championship, yeah. Yeah. it'll all be worth it. And if they yeah. do get that one championship, I'm going to party like I won the championship. Yeah. So for football, it's a little harder for me. If I was going to pick another team to root for, it would definitely be in the AFC just because I'm more of a fan of the AFC than the NFC. It would probably be like a maybe Miami. Maybe I would just hop on the Bucks and be a Bucks fan. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't really hate the Bucks. Uh and I like Brady, so I guess. But they just won a Super Bowl, so I'm not going to hop on that bandwagon. Uh, I'll say maybe I'd be a Dolphins fan. Never I think I'd Jags actually fan, jump though. to Chicago. I think I'd be like, well, you know what, I'm a Fields fan. Rock it out. You know? Yeah, I think I'd maybe just move I would over there. with that. You know what sucks is that I really like Lamar, but like he's a Raven, yeah. and I, I can't right. fuck with that. So. <laughs> Like there was a time where I could have been like, you know, I'd go with the Titans, but the rivalry between us, it's like no chance. I'd probably go to the Bears. I'd have to leave my. I'd have, see for me, I'd have to leave the AFC. I'm like, nope, I'm done. I'm, I'm I'm over here now. I'm on this side of the continent. Like I'm I'm checking out the NFC. Uh, something interesting you brought up, and I'm gonna segue this into into the topic I brought today. Um, but what you just described in the NBA is. You don't like the one of the things that ain't exciting about the Lakers for you and the teams you just talked about watching. I, I think the thing I called out here is Giannis Luca Trey, young, exciting, new. Lakers, there ain't nothing young and exciting about that roster. There's exciting pieces, but I would say it's not even exciting a roster. It's like a you know what the the deal is, you right, know, super right. salad. Like you I, I know don't what like it the is. fact that I already know what's going to happen in this coming season. Like the Lakers are going to have their ups and downs. They're probably going to end up in like the three or the second seed. Um, and then we'll see what happens in the playoffs. You know, when it comes yeah. to Atlanta, when it comes to Dallas, when it comes to Milwaukee, I don't really know. You know, they don't have LeBron James and AD. And, you know, I know that they have their stars, but it's not just a given. For me, like yep. as long as the Lakers are healthy, they're going to be there in the end. If it's not the finals, it'll be the conference finals. I kind of already know. Like, the excitement is gone. I, yes. I don't know. And I think that the other part of it is that there's no homegrown talent in L.A. anymore. Yes. You know? Yep. It's it's all mercenaries. And that's cool. Mercenary. That's cool. I got yeah. no no issue with it from, like, I, from a team-building aspect. I get it. You got to surround LeBron with the best players uh, that are ready to win right now. But I just can't really get excited about guys that just showed up a couple weeks ago, and I, I can't get hyped for it. I love Westbrook, and I'm still not like over the moon about it. I can tell you I haven't put on Westbrook highlights yet. Normally that's my first move when one of my teams uh, make a makes yeah. a major signing. When Julio got traded to the Titans, I watched three hours of Julio. <laughs> yeah, Westbrook gets yeah. traded to the Lakers, and I'm just kind of like, that's cool. Uh, all right, yeah. right. <laughs> There's no excitement. You got no young crop to bring up to call your own. Like, no, none of those players are a Laker. None of them are. Like, your last Laker was Kuz, gone. You know, like, th that's the truth. This is a complete mercenary team, and it brings me to kind of my point. This is resurfacing recently, but people talk about all the time abolishing the NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL drafts. Abolish the drafts. Let the players go where they want to go. Do you know that's terrible for sports? 
It's terrible for sports. It's horrible. Like, what you're just talking about. Dallas, Atlanta, Milwaukee. None of them were going to get any of those players if it came out of the draft. It's bad for the sport to just let people go wherever they're going to go coming into the draft. Oh, no, it's they're bad just going to flock to the major cities in America. They're going to flock to New York, flock to L.A., flock right. to Miami. <laughs> and, and it's my first starting point. We just literally a- accidentally highlighted the impact of the draft. The teams that you want to watch have homegrown superstars where your own team coming off a title a year ago does not enthrall you. So people that are saying abolish the draft and all these uh, different sports, I first do not think they watch sports. No, that's the dumbest shit I ever heard. It's stupid as shit. And they're like, oh, well, you know, the competitive balance. Look, Trevor Lawrence ain't ever going to Miami. I mean, well, maybe Miami, but ain't going to Jacksonville. Nobody's going to Jacksonville willingly. Right, so these teams, like, that's how you get excitement. That's how you drive viewership. And you know what viewership drives? And I hate that everyone forgets about this fucking thing. Y'all like money. I like money. Every damn person on this planet likes money, except for those who have too much money to realize what money is. Everyone else loves money. Don't get it fucking twisted. And anyone you talk to that doesn't like money, they're a fucking fool lying to you. Everyone needs money in this world to get by. You know what adds money into player's pocket? You're full of the player empowerment. Everyone's for player empowerment. You know what adds money? Eye fucking balls. Eyeballs add money. If you've got four cities that people are playing in and the other cities can't get a lick, you don't get eyeballs. Those cities don't even pay attention to you. It's already hard enough to add this imbal- add this competitive balance piece to it and still drive up viewership around. The NFL does it like clockwork. But just running through some cities that would never get a fucking team, never get a player. Buffalo, New England, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Denver, Kansas City, Las, uh, Las Vegas might. Uh, Dallas will. The New York football giants will. Philly won't. Washington, maybe. Chicago, maybe. Detroit, hell no. Green Bay, hell no. Minnesota, hell no. Atlanta, nope. Carolina, nope. New Orleans. First off, stars that are in the NBA do everything they can to get out of New Orleans. So (laughs) New Orleans, nope. Tampa Bay was a dead mine for a while. Arizona, no one wants to be in that fucking desert. There'd be five teams in L.A., five teams in New York, and then like two other cities. You got to understand that eight, you know, out of 32 teams in the NFL, only like eight have real desirable cities. But here's the thing. The viewership allows those superstars that would choose those other places to live wherever they want for seven months out of the year. That's the freedom. The fan wants to see competitive balance. Don't lose sight of this. This is all a job. This ain't some free world where everyone's doing nothing for nothing. Most of these NFL players are going to the NFL not because they love football. It's because they're really, really fucking good at it. And they work on it like a job. And they make money from it. That allows them to do what they want to do. The more viewership, the more freedom these players have. Getting rid of the draft would move us in the wrong direction. Period. So my little locker room speech, the, the milk crate, because that's a hot thing, milk crates right now. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> the, the milk crate I'm standing on right now is that the draft is 100% good for sports, and I have never seen anything that says otherwise. Hey, hold on real quick. Two-part two question. First part, how much money would it take for you to attempt the milk crate challenge? There's just uh, how much money. See, I don't want to get hurt. I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, I'm pretty comfy. Uh, now, let's say Bill Gates walks up to you with a blank check and he's like, you, I want to see you do this challenge. How much money do you need to to attempt this for me? And keep yeah, it realistic. I, you're not getting a billion dollars. That's what I'm doing. I'm on the spot. I see the milk crate. I got to complete the milk challenge. I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, this is going to suck. But how much to make it not suck? Um... My head's going to 35K. 35K. Okay, I like it. Second part of the question. Do you think that you could complete the challenge? No. 
<laughs> no. 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 Like, I've seen the people go up there. Like, I don't know how dang- – like, here's the thing I don't quite get. Those milk cretins, and they, they're used for stacking, right? Like, I'm not tripping. that They're used for stacking, like, milk in. Bread and shit like that. Yeah, that's that's. How come they do not stack? They just they wobble and fall over like nonstop. Like uh, I'm like, aren't these maybe it's because they're designed to stack? You know, if they were filled with stuff, it'd be a little uh, harder to wobble and move. I don't know. I think I could give it a good run. I mean, like I'd be tempted to crawl up and down it. You know, (laughs) like I'm on all fours, like walking on it. Uh, But if you were like, nah, two feet, dude. It'd be tough. That top one's like eight feet high. I mean, whew. That top one has defeated a lot of great men from what I see oh, yeah. on my phone. Oh, yeah. And I mean, a lot. I saw some like after videos of people and I'm like, ooh, you all have like huge cuts and definitely broken ribs for some of you. Like just fucking brutal shit. That's some brutal shit. That I is. might be a little crazy. I'm not going to lie to you, but it wouldn't take that much money for me to attempt it. And I think I could do it. Yeah, I I am I have been in a manager position living a sedentary lifestyle for a little <laughs> too long. You get me like four or five years ago, I give it a run, but I I mean all I do now is is cardio work. I don't lift, I don't do any stabilizers. You know, you got you gotta have some balance up there. I don't think I got it. I'm too not big mad of a man. It. I'm not mad at yeah. it. Let's change gears a little bit because I got another question that is Fire. probably gonna stump you a little bit, to be honest. But you know, at the beginning of the pick and play show, at least for the last maybe two, three months, you know, we stepped up our game up a little bit. We started adding a little intro, outro music, and it's yeah. always hip hop because that's what I listen to, and I think that's what you listen to as well, uh, predominantly. So, given that you are a uh, hip hop connoisseur, or what is it? What does LeBron call himself? A hip hop historian? Have you ever seen historian. that? Historian. Yeah, he's yeah. a hip hop historian. I think you're a bit of a hip hop historian too, if my memory serves me correctly. So. What I need I had from a run. What I what I need from you is your top five. I'm not even gonna say top five rappers. Give me your top five musical acts. And I don't mean who you think are the best five. Like I, I don't need you to give me the Biggie Tupac. Yeah. Uh, fucking the Beatles. Like I don't need that. Yeah. I need yeah. your personal top five. So the top five like artists or groups that I can listen to kind of like I'm like, this is what I like. You know, um, Lil Wayne's number one for me always has been, pretty much always will be. That's never waved. <laughs> hey, like, you like Lil that Wayne, Wayne verse I put in the intro last week? Yes, yes. I and, figured and look, you'd like that one. I've been on, I've been back in the drought three, drought two right now. I'm all the way back in the block is hot, hot boys. I've been listening to all that again recently. Um, he's He's got a song called Sports Center, which I knew about and then forgot for years, but it is like, just so fucking good i got a favorite player and favorite team in every sport i am not going to answer questions about that i'm like oh (laughs) god wayne i know i loved you so my number one all time is little wayne after that i'm just going to give you five i'm just going to give you four no particular order they can ebb and flow uh fleetwood mac is Mm, a rock i respect it yeah fleetwood mac rolling stones so those two are in that group um and then after that it's it might be see the other two are going to be rap rap artists and it's like which one am i going with where i'm like that's what i'm like. young jeezy's going to be in my top five Ooh. there's no way about that the snowman um right. the snowman bitch i don't even wear the same draws yo you um, remember back in high school uh, we were in high school about the same time you i don't know if it yeah. happened up in maryland but in florida i remember the the jeezy snowman tee was very popular oh yeah to the point where oh, the school had yeah. to ban it they said yo you can't wear that here anymore <laughs> that was the only <laughs> time popular. i've ever seen a men's t-shirt get banned at school yeah, with a fucking mean mug and snowman on it. Yeah. Mr. Cocaine. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, who would I go for after that? Those are four that I literally will like. Um, You know what? You know who may make my five here? It may be Sublime. Ooh, I can okay. put on some Sublime on a nice summer day and just vibe for hours. So I need you to put me on some Sublime because I, I've heard of every other act and heard plenty of yeah. songs from everyone else you mentioned, but my Sublime game is zero. 
Sublime has like has a couple good albums, but they have really one, and I'm pretty sure it's self-titled, just called Sublime, um, and it, it it's just a great summer fucking rock. Uh, it's like yacht rock. They're like the the leader of, but yeah, Sublime. Sublime is what it's called. Um, and I, I honestly, for me. Those are probably the five I'd go with. Sublime can ebb and flow. Like in the winter, Sublime, I'm not turning on. Um, but those, really, those four, Fleetwood Mac, Rolling Stones, Lil Wayne, and uh, Young Jeezy, those are going to be tough for me to go away. I really could also say Drake, but I Drake hits weird spots for me, not like consistent for me, weirdly Yeah, enough. I'm with you with yeah. Drake. I feel like with Drake, there's two versions of him. There's the version yeah. that I call Flex Drake, and that's just when he's talking about his money, he's talking about his yeah. cars, his girls, his house, his accomplishments. I love that version. When he starts singing and getting sensitive and talking about his ex yeah. that didn't call him back and this and that, that's where I got to turn the Drake off. Like, all right, bro. Yeah. I, I, didn't, all right. I didn't tune in to listen to you cry about your ex. Degrassi boy. There's, there's Flex Drake and Degrassi Boy. And so, they, you know, they come into conflict. Yeah, what, what do you think your five is? I'm going to give you my five. But before I give you my five, I just want to mm-hmm. admit something to you that's probably going to get me some shame because it got me some shame from my friends over here. <laughs> uh, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. I didn't know shit about Fleetwood Mac until last year. During quarantine, I spent a lot of time yeah. going through music that I just had heard of but never given it a chance. And Fleetwood Mac was on the playlist. And I realized, one, I know a lot of Fleetwood Mac songs that I just didn't know were Fleetwood Mac. Two, they are as good as everyone says they are. (laughs) They're really good. I mean, their self-titled album, Fleetwood Mac, uh, Rumors, I'm sorry, Rumors is their best album. But uh, they have a bunch of, they, they only really had their whole band together for like three years or three albums it was turmoil for them, which was why they made good music. They actually, one of the things they said was they never made good music unless the band was in turmoil. Wow. That's, that's why they made good music is because everyone was just putting all their emotions on the, on like out. So yeah, no, it's, and then that's it. Like I became really into Fleetwood Mac, like I'd say like two and a half, three, four years ago. And then it like really peaked last year where I was like, I just can't get enough of these motherfuckers. Um, but yeah, that, that's probably my newest addition to the group. Okay, so here, I got my five here for you. At least I think I have my five here for you. One and two, the spots are locked up. They're not going to change unless something dramatic happens. At one and two, it's Kanye and Kid Cudi. Those are the two guys. Oh, I'm throwing... That is such a fuck up on my end. I'm throwing Sublime out and I'm throwing Cudi in. That is such a fuck up on my end. God damn it. Okay, I can respect that. Only because I don't Done. know any Sublime songs off the top of my head. Yeah. So I'm going to give more respect nah, to Cudi. Nah, that's Cuddy. not close. Cudi rocked my life for like 12 fucking years. That's so disrespectful of me. Exactly. Absolutely disrespectful. What an idiot move. So there's a huge chunk of my life that's been spent listening to Kanye and Kid Cudi. So the top two spots on lock. It's, it's not a debate. Once we get to three through five, that's where, you know, things are kind of fluid, depends on who is dropping music. But as of right now, uh, I'm going to give you Mac Miller at three. Rest okay. in peace, Mac. That was my guy. I fucking loved his music from damn near 2010, 2000. He was pretty much all of my college experience. You know, yeah. he, he was rapping about the about the partying that i was doing at the time and even when he got older he started talking about love and all that stuff and that's what i was going through at the time so like yeah mac i felt like my life and mac's life were kind of on the same trajectory and i always enjoyed his stuff because of that obviously uh the way he went out that's where our trajectories kind of ended because i'm not that's not me but rest in peace mac miller he gets my third spot Number four, I'm going to go with Bad Bunny, someone you might not be that familiar with because he's a Spanish rapper. Uh, but I know him, yeah. He's I've taken over stuff. the fucking world. 
<laughs> yeah. And it's been really fun. He's on fun that commercial with Snoop. Exactly. Yeah, he's Puerto Rican. You know, I, I'm partial to my Puerto Ricans. And so, yeah, he, he makes excellent music. He's a great performer. I've seen him twice live now. He rocked uh, arenas as a newer act, and that, I think that's kind of rare to see. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to give Bunny my, my fourth spot. At five, I have two that I want to put in here, uh, but... I'm just not really sure how to pick them out. I got a rapper and I got a rock group. So I'm going to give you my rock group first. As tempted as I am to put System of a Down in there because I have listened to (laughs) a lot of System of a Down over the years. I think the rock group that at age 30 I'm really into is Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay, okay. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, I don't know, when I'm doing my thing, when it's the weekend and I'm getting a little saucy, if I'm not feeling the rap, somehow, sometimes that Red Hot Chili is just, it, it hits a part of my soul that doesn't get hit all the time, you know? Yeah. The other one is a, a rapper, I don't know if you're familiar, but his name's Childish Gambino, Donald Glover. Oh, yeah, 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 Gambino, of course. What yeah. Are you, what, are you, what are you taking me for here? I'm saying you, you said that your your rap phase was when you were a little younger. I mean, Gambino is not aware a... aware of it. Okay, okay, my bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Gambino makes a wide range of music that I just really fuck with. He can do the rap, he can do the singing stuff, he could do, you know, he could get a little melody going. He He's just very versatile, and I like that, and he's not not like the gangster rap guy he's kind of yeah. like he's kind of like me you know like he's like i'm a black guy I, I'm, I'm not super broke you know like don't don't treat me like i'm from the hood I, yeah I, exactly. I like art and shit <laughs> i've listened to a lot of his early stuff um I, I didn't i didn't like super take to it i never took the mac either i don't know why i didn't take the mac i didn't take to him um you know one person it's funny I I don't like I it, it's funny that I got two rock groups on my list because I don't like like any rock very little rock like I like Sublime Yacht Rock but any band that was like popular in rock the last twenty years I do not like you're not a I don't red, like hot, red chili hot chili guy. peppers what I don't like any of it they got classics like, like none of it like fucking none of it like I I don't I I listen to well, nowadays, all I listen to is, is podcasts, but um, I, I never, I was always like, get this shit off the fucking radio, <laughs> and I wanted to listen to rap, like, so when it came up, I actually thought, one person, I probably had to figure out how to get in there, if I could take G-Unit as a whole, so I could take, like, 50 Cent, and I mean, like, peak G-Unit, so if I could get, Lloyd like, Banks, G- 50 Buck. Cent, the game, if I can get all them... And if you could be like, hey, you get them, not just G-Unit music, but their their own solo careers too, I'd have to put them in there. M would be somewhere up there too. Although I just, you know, for me, I got pushed away a little bit from M because everyone liked M so much. And I was sitting there like, Lil Wayne's the best rapper ever. And his discography says it ain't close. And so that was my hill always. So it wasn't that I disrespected M. I was just like, M only has one style, really. Like, not that he's not the, the, the mo- one of the most lyrical rappers ever, but like, and and a, and you know, just for a while, the guy was a Ginsu blade and just tore through everything. Yeah. But I was like, Wayne's putting out four albums a year, and they're all—I mean, it's twelve tracks, and they're all bangers. And every track is like, I'm taking the beat of the top ten songs of the year, and I'm gonna rap over top of it and murder the original song. And I was like. On what quite a want? few occasions, he took the song. Like, that's the thing with me and my yes. friends. We said, no, that belongs to him now. Uh, whoever was the original, that's no longer your song. <laughs> yeah. It's like what Jimi Hendrix used to do. Along the Watchtower is not a Jimi Hendrix original. Like, he took that. Like, you, that's what happens. People take shit. And, and that's what I thought. So, for me, like, Wayne always holds my one, holds my heart. Um, but, you know, after that, I never really listened to rock. I was all on rap for that whole genre. I mean, my claim to fame is... Uh, you know, I listened to Drake music before his name was on fucking songs. Okay, he, the the sites that I was downloading music from, he would be it was artist unknown. The first Drake song ever published is called Ransom, and it's with Lil Wayne. And I found it a long fucking time ago, back when you used to pirate songs off stupid websites to like stay up to date on hip hop. I was doing that, and I found the song Ransom. It said Lil Wayne and unknown. <laughs> and I showed everyone and I, Andy can Andy can verify this. I showed that to everyone and I said, I don't know who this dude is, but he's fucking great. And it's fucking Drake. 
Yeah. It was fucking yeah. Drake. I think I remember hearing, uh, I, I definitely remember hearing Ransom. I think uh, Drake, he might have been uh, a year or two in the game, but he wasn't very popular when that came out. So I think that was his coming out party because we heard him rap bar for bar with Wayne. And you're like, hold the fuck up. This guy has I that. Mean, it, you literally couldn't search Drake. He wasn't an artist yet. It, it was just uh, like Wayne shouted him out in that song, Drizzy Drake Rogers. And I do then remember, he, I remember that, yeah. Yep. Oops, I mean a red clue. Wayne here, Sue Woo. <laughs> Betty felt that like the end of a pool cue. So that song, I mean, that's like that's what I was into rap. So like I didn't like any rock. I took it as like an affront to rap. <laughs> so like I just liked all that shit. So you know, that's where it comes from. Yeah, you, know, you mentioned M and M was someone that I really liked growing up too. And what I realized like yeah. after I grew up is that a lot of M stuff a lot of the stuff that I liked from M was on two ends of the spectrum. Either it was like the funny kind of comedic M or it yeah. was the super brash in your face. Like I'm about to cut you, you know, that kind of M. Yeah. Which is all cool. But like, as I got older, I'm less into hearing about how you want to cut someone's throat, put them in a bag, stuff them in your trunk, <laughs> yes. drive the car yeah, off exactly. a bridge. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm also less into the comedy rap. You know, so I think maybe I just kind of aged out of my love for for his music. Uh, but I do want to give yep. two honorable Agreed. mentions. If I was going to give honorable uh, the the six and seven spot, I definitely give it to Jay Z and Tyler the Creator because those are the guys that I've been listening to a lot lately. Tyler the Creator, dude. Odd Future Wolfgang was a group. That's another thing. Like for, in my like. 20 some i was like 21 22 odd future wolfgang killed them all uh that whole group that whole fucking group with earl i was listening to them and then earl went got sent away to uh like some boarding some school boarding school yeah yeah and i remember listening to them and he went away and i was like what the fuck happened to earl and i had to wiki it and figure that out and i was like oh shit they had like damo genesis and all those guys on there that shit was really really good i mean i I I I thought they were fuck good. They had that song Hive with uh what's that guy out of um I think it's out of LA. Uh damn it. Uh Hi. Vince uh Vince, Vince Staples. Staples. Vince oh, I fuck with Vince yeah, Staples. Yeah. I like him. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I lo- oh, I love fucking Vince. And that was like they did a song Hive with him that he's on it and I'm pretty sure it's Hive and then I got introduced to him and I was like holy shit and then I just moved to his music. So I, I haven't like disappeared from the rap game. It's just a lot of it. Like you talked about, like a lot of rap game is like the drugs, the party, and the stuff like that. And that's all great, and I respect all that. But like, I, I'm past that in my life, so it's just it's not a genre that so much speaks to me anymore. Yeah, I'm and with you. I I don't think I think when you get to like, you know, you find your select artists when you get to like 30, and you're like, okay, and you try to stay up to date, and every once in a while they drop a song, you're like, I'm really into this, but. They don't have the same kind of tone you are as you get older. So that's when I started turning back into like older rock because it was just a, I don't know, it just had a different like punch to it. And it wasn't all like synthesized and and made up. Uh, It was a lot of like a lot of riffs, a lot of guitar riffs, just people kind of leaving themselves in the music in a different way. Uh, Not so much, uh, you know, um, they're partying in the music, not that there aren't some great rock and roll songs, but uh, just a little different of a tune to it, so I flipped over. You know, it's funny that you, you say that as you got older, you started going back to some of the rock and stuff. I feel like I'm going through the same thing in the last like year or two, where like I really want to listen to stuff that I haven't heard before, but all the new stuff kind of uh, I'm just not turned on by it. And so I started going back to like old disco, old R&B, and I've yeah. been listening to a lot of like Sade and Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh yes, Rick James, and <laughs> it's incredible. The Isley Brothers, like I've been listening to a lot of that stuff lately, and I'm like, holy fuck! Give me a time machine. I'm trying to go to the '80s, the '70s. Like I want to go there. <laughs> so that's what I've been like. I honestly, that's what I've been listening to. I'm like, you know what? I get all this new music, but there's a lot of old music that was bangers. I got to go back and I got to hear them. So kind of, I started in like. Uh, you know, I, I started listening to old uh, Motown and then I moved to kind of not like Elvis. I'm not an Elvis fan, but like some of the other uh, 
Bro, I cannot name uh, not a single Elvis song. Like I know, I, I remember even learning about Elvis in school. Yeah, and I, I've never, I, I can't name one song. Yeah, I listened to like um, uh, Chuck Berry. Okay. Uh, things like that. So you know, that's what I'm kind of into now and kind of parsing my way through. But you know, it's all what everyone likes. Like that's the cool thing about music. I mean, we've now got like, you know, I'm not like back and listening to opera yet. But, you know, it's like, you know, there's a lot of recorded music, a lot of recorded music. So I was like, oh, I've listened to a lot of this. Now let me go back and listen to some of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. So I think that we agree that uh, the, the new stuff is kind of don't you feel like an old man, like a get off my lawn kind of guy talking about how the new stuff just isn't doing it for you? Because that's how I feel. Anytime I say that to someone, I'm like, fuck, I'm getting old. Yeah, I think it's how we look at it. Like, you're like, I just, you know, I don't know. I have a real weird outlook on life compared to like a lot of people that I run into. I'm like, yes, you're right. I'm getting older. Like, I can't deny that. But at the same time, there's a lot of good things that you youngsters are missing and should take a step back and live in that moment. Live in that moment, actually. Don't don't take a step back. Just live in that moment. But you'll get here and you'll be like, you know, my love for music hasn't gone anywhere. It's just the way it's delivered to me. I want something different. You know, you don't eat cheese pizza every single day of the week and like it forever. Well, at least, you know, I don't. But that's the way it is. I think everyone does it at a different speed. You're right, though. There is a little feeling like, oh, fuck, I'm getting older. But I got too many things in my life to tell me I'm getting older. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let them know, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Do you have uh, anything else for uh, you have any other questions or any topics? Because I got one more for you. All right. Let's do it. Let's make it quick. All right. So this one, it probably won't take up too much time, but I just had a conversation about this this morning and it made me want to ask you. So let's say that you have a enough money to where you can quit your job and open a business. You don't have enough money to be able to relax forever, but you have enough to be able to do your own yeah. thing. What business are you opening and why? Um, Jeez, I'm going to be honest with you. I've had this thought where like, what point can I just start to do something different? My uh, my girl has an Irish dance studio. Uh, we actually put a studio in the basement, so she has classes. So she's got her own thing. So I see that like front, like firsthand, what that looks like, and she does an amazing job with her business. Um, and and we, she just branched out, and made it her own. So I've seen a lot of those like trials and tribulations and what goes with it. To be honest with you, I'd really, really try to make professional gambling a thing like what do you mean explain up. that a little bit i would be like up oh, i got to get more active on twitter like right now work gets in the way a lot of my aspirations like i we just reorged at work and i doubled my team size so you know like i've got a website i'm working on but it ain't ready because i've had to spend time on that so like that i would literally be putting my entire time in like okay i'm, I'm gonna be a professional fucking gambler like People are going to know my name. I'm going to go take the bookies. Like, uh, I already do pretty well. If I dedicated more time to it and, and sat down and studied, and, and like, more than I do, like, if I had 40 hours back a week, like, I, I, I already finished most seasons up. I'd make it a fucking run, man. I'd, I'd be like, you know what? I'm living like a bandit. I'm just fucking, uh, you know, they're going to know me. And and that's what I'm gonna try to I'm try to make a minimum for myself in that way. I'm I'm going I'm going down a little bit of hail of gunfire. I respect that. You're doing what you love. I, I can respect yep, that one hundred percent. I would also be doing what I love, which is eating. If I had enough money <laughs> <laughs> if I had enough money to open my own thing and not really have to worry about, you know, how much money comes in at the start, I'm one hundred percent buying myself a little bus, either a little bus or renting out some space uh, for a restaurant, and it's going to be all tacos. I'm opening a taco bus. Oh, that's awesome. We, we got steak tacos. We got chicken tacos. We got shrimp tacos. We got anything that you would want with the taco. Perfect salsa. I've given this a lot of thought already. Opening yep. a taco bus would be fucking amazing, but I would undoubtedly gain at least like 40 to 50 pounds because I'd be putting them away. <laughs> I'd be putting them away. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's like that's it. Do a taco truck, something that floats you a little bit. You know, here's the other thing. No one's trusting the skinny chef. If you pull up in a taco truck and you're like thin, everyone's like, What's your deal? Yeah, you don't even like, eat I this can't shit. Trust I'm you. not eating this shit. You don't eat this shit. I'm not eating this shit either. If I pull up to a taco truck and it's a skinny person, I'm gonna be first, I'm gonna be like, Okay, so who cooks the food and are you just serving it? Like did 
is he sleeping out back? Like, is there like a grass field behind this taco truck where he's like just, you know, laying against a tree or something? Because if so, I'm buying the taco. If you're telling me you make these tacos, I don't know, man. Yeah, I would like I, my taco chef to be on the verge of like a corroded artery or something like that. Exactly. Close to death. That's where it's got to be. Yeah. Um, That's it. 100 Hey, don't rule it out. I know I said if, if you could do it one day, but I, one day, I'm, I'm speaking it into existence, I'm putting it into the universe right now, one day I will have my taco truck, and I will be 40 pounds heavier. <laughs> I I want to see that taco truck, and I'm going to come visit you. I'm going to, you park it outside the casino, I'll come on out. I might come visit you, I'll be mobile. The mobile taco guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking true. You fucking got me. Alright, man, I think we're good. You ready to take us out? We're good, let's get out of here. All right, that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pick and Play Show from the boy Gordo. My name is Leo. As usual, make sure to rate, subscribe, review, but more importantly than all of those things, make sure that you share with a friend. We're trying to grow as big as possible, so the more you share, the more we grow. Until next week, we'll see y'all.